This is the Joe and Amber podcast. Kevin Durant is making his home debut for the Phoenix Suns tonight. We will get into that in just a moment. Joe and Amber is on ESPN Radio. All you have to do is tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio to hear us. It is that simple. At Joe Fortenbaugh, that's how you find him. At Amber W Sports, that is how you find me. It is International Women's Day. We have been celebrating it all show long. And tonight, an all-woman crew of more than 70 is calling, producing, and leading ESPN's Mavericks-Pelicans broadcast. That game is happening right now on ESPN. Included on that broadcast, the great Doris Burke, Beth Moens, Malika Andrews, Cassidy Hubberth, Ramona Shelbourne, Shanae Ngumake, Becky Hammond, and Monica McNutt. That game, again, on ESPN right now, 70 women in all-female broadcast. That is so cool of ESPN to do, Joe. It really is. That is awesome. And you mentioned the people that you'll be able to see on TV, but mm-hmm. there are so many people behind the camera on these productions, from the producers to the graphics people. I don't even know the official names of all of these positions, but it is amazing that you are going to put on an entire broadcast with that many talented women from ESPN, which shows you exactly the situation we're in working at this company, myself included. I mean, the queen of the word salad, International <laughs> Women's Day. I have to pay my, my homage to you as well. Excuse How lucky you. am I? You are pretty lucky there. Slide it in. I am. I am. I am. Yeah. 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 Uh, Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they love word salad. They're also making things even easier. They're going to help you bundle your home and car insurance together so that you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. So I mentioned Kevin Durant. He, of course, is a Phoenix son. He will finally be playing in Phoenix. They are taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder in Arizona this evening, the 13th Time All Star is going to be playing his fourth game as a member of Phoenix. They are three and zero. They are undefeated so far with KD. He is averaging twenty six point seven points per game with them, over seven boards, almost four assists, and over a block per contest during this span. Kevin Durant has been looking phenomenal since he came back from missing over a month off uh, with that knee sprain and since becoming a member of Phoenix. And this team is setting expectations pretty, pretty high here out of the gate, Joe, for a team that just because of the names on the roster are going to have expectations. You threw a lot of stats out there. I want to add one, 69. And no, you freak shows that are losing your mind right now. Because you're so immature, <laughs> and I did set it up this way. I mean, you really did. <laughs> He's shooting 69% from the floor. He's shooting 69% from the floor. That is absolutely insane. The guy's been a walking bucket his entire career, but he is shooting damn near 70% from the floor. Only three games, but good luck with that. Good luck with that, because if he's shooting 70% and you have Devin Booker, I'm not sure how many teams are capable of slowing this down. Now, the three teams you beat so far, Charlotte, Chicago, Dallas, eh, I'm looking forward to Saturday against Sacramento. Then you're going to get Durant versus Steph on Monday, which is going to be a huge game. Then you've got Durant versus Giannis, and then there's some other big games coming up. So I'd like to see a more marquee game, but Dallas was a pretty good test. It's a four-point win. At 3-0, and they look rock solid. The fact that it's looked this seamless on offense for them, this seamless in instituting or integrating Kevin Durant, I don't know. I mean, yes, you're right. You make an excellent point. The expectations. I, I wanted to give them 
a honeymoon phase. But if you're just going to win every game, I'm just going to assume that you have to go win the title or it's a failure, right? Like that seems unfair, but they're making it look so easy. Well, that's the problem is that you can't then after the 20 games or whatever it is that they will have together, if it goes very, very well, like it's been going for them and you make a real impact here, you can't then turn around and say, oh, well, we need some time to gel if you lose in the postseason, right? Like, it's hard to go backwards. It would make a lot of sense if you come out of the gate. Like, remember when Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade and LeBron James all got together and they did the, you know, not one, not two, not three, and then they came out in the beginning of that first heat season together, they were like eight of nine or whatever they started. I don't have it in front of me, but it was a losing record off the bat because they needed time to gel. Doing it that way is one thing where, okay, it's in the beginning. Doing it the opposite way, though, is a whole nother thing. And that's what Phoenix runs the risk of doing here because we are not going to give them the excuse of gelling if they are just continuously winning here from on the front end of things. You know, I don't, I don't even think I care. I, I, in, terms of, in terms of all of that, I, I, I think I'm going to want to see them go deep. I know that there's other teams. Like, I covered the Warriors forever. I always love seeing them play well. There's a, a, a variety of permutations and matchups that could take place that I'm interested in. I really want to see the Sacramento Kings do well this postseason. It's been forever since they mattered. And for those of you who aren't watching, the Kings are a really fun team. They score a ton of points. They play really fast. They've got a lot of young talent. They are a fun team. There are a handful of storylines I want to see develop in the playoffs. This is one that's starting to take the cake. If they're going to be this good, when you see Durant in the postseason, it's a sight to behold the way he can take over games. The way he can take over games in a multitude of ways. Not just scoring, but facilitating, playing defense. He never gets enough credit for how good a defense he can play. How well a defense he can play. I don't, I don't know what the proper grammar is. Yeah, who has word salad now? Yeah, it's, it's, this is why I'm not, this is why I don't write for a living. I'm not Hemingway I'm on the radio yelling <laughs> about Durant. But I, I, I think set the expectations as high as you want and go get them because this team has been a joy to watch so far. And, and the way it's coming together is bad news for the rest of the rest of the Western Conference. I mean, what should we be expecting? Should we be expecting the finals now? I mean, we got to see them in some big games. We've got to see them against Milwaukee next week. And the Sacramento game on Saturday, I think is huge. And there's still a part of me that's like, hey, that's disrespectful to Denver. You know, like we're overlooking some of these other teams. It's been three games. So they look good together for three games. But let's give it a little a little bit more time here, I guess, to set those expectations to finals. The reality is when Kevin Durant joins your team, the expectations probably are the NBA finals. We'll see if Katie and the Suns will be in the zone again tonight. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Joe is going to try to earn you a little bit more money. It's how we do here on Joe and Amber. Let's get to it. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. A record-breaking night of wagers on Joe and Amber. I think it's going to be eight or nine by the time the show is done. We've never gone past four. We normally average somewhere around three. But here we go. Speaking of this, I debated whether or not I wanted to share this with the audience because I think this is one of the best bets out there, and eventually people are going to catch on, and we're not going to be able to make money with it. So this is me sharing with you. I'm not going to be selfish and keep this information to myself. Devin Booker over five and a half assists. The books have still not adjusted this number. They've adjusted the juice. It's minus 125, but it's still five and a half. All right. Since KD's shown up, he had seven assists, six assists, and 10 assists. Durant on the court is a huge boost 
to Devin Booker's assist totals. But everyone's too busy looking at Chris Paul. And they've adjusted his assist total from 8.5 up to 9.5, but they haven't adjusted Booker. So we still have an opportunity to take advantage. Pizza money number three, Devin Booker over, 5.5 assists. If you speak more quiet... Does nobody else hear you? Like it's it's more. I think it really it really sets the mood for those driving around that this is a a like bet is worth considering. Do not tell anyone else or tell everybody. We would love for everyone to listen. Actually, the ratings yeah, matter please. to us. Please keep yes. us employed. Just like our jobs it, just, probably depend on ratings. Tell everybody. It, in fact, keep it between all of us. That's all. <laughs> yeah, it's so like quite keep literally all of us. Everyone, call <laughs> all of your friends. Everybody. Tell every person you've ever known to tune in to Joe and Amber. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber. If they do that, they'll hear us talking about Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones is signed. Lamar Jackson is tagged. Aaron Rodgers might be headed to the New York Jets. What's going to be the next quarterback domino to fall? We'll get into it. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And Joe Fortma, you can find me as well at Amber W Sports. There are quarterbacks that have gotten paid like the Daniel Joneses of the world. And there's quarterbacks that we kind of expect are probably going to get paid in the next few months. Maybe a Justin Herbert, maybe a Jalen Hurts. We're going to get into the next domino to fall in just moments. But first, tons of action on tonight's show. Let's do it. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Perhaps too much action now that I think about it. Uh, This could be the first sign of a problem that the entire show has been dictated by gambling, but... The show goes on, as they say. 9.30 tonight, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State in the Big 12 tournament. We're going to take Oklahoma plus the point. Oklahoma, not a very good team, but Oklahoma State has been brutal as of late. They've lost five of six. They're limping into the tournament. Uh, Avery Anderson, he's banged up for Oklahoma State. If he, He's either not going to play or if he does, he's not going to be anywhere near 100%. 
Oklahoma showed some life late in the season. They cracked TCU and Iowa State down the stretch. So we're going to take a shot here. It's the Sooners plus one over the Cowboys. So there have been quarterbacks that have gotten paid. And of course, over the last 24 hours, I know it has been an interesting experience to be a New York Giants fan, right? But there's quarterbacks that probably are going to be a little bit less controversial when they do get paid, at least the size of the contract might. Joe Burrow is one of those quarterbacks that's looking at an extension. At this coming off, I mean, this offseason right now, Joe, he could get paid. It doesn't mean he has to get paid right now, but this is when we would expect it to happen. Justin Herbert as well out of that same draft. Jalen Hurts out of that same draft. So now that we have seen some of these quarterbacks get paid and we knew that they had to get paid, Lamar Jackson obviously is tagged coming off of his fifth-year option. Daniel Jones is locked up coming off of his no pickup of a fifth-year option, so coming off of his contract. Who's the next domino to fall here? Is it going to be one of these guys? Or are some of these teams going to take a chance on letting this ride longer and not handing an extension out at the first second that they can? It should be Joe Burrow. It should be Joe Burrow because Burrow is the best of the group. Now, there's going to be a lot of arguments. Burrow is certainly the most accomplished of the group. You can make the case for Hurts because he also lost a Super Bowl. Burrow's had more quality seasons. And if I'm Cincinnati, who's notoriously cheap, I'm sure they're trying to find a way to cut corners at every single turn. But no matter what you do, the market is going to continue to climb for quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are going to get paid, and the number is going to go up and up and up. And if I'm Cincinnati, I know he's the guy. You drafted him number one overall. He immediately turned around your franchise. He is adored in that town. The jerseys, the marketing, everything. I would pay him before anyone else gets the bag. Because then you can set the market. You're going to pay him a lot. But you're going to be, it's going to be resolved for the next few years. You're not going to have to worry about him. And afterwards, the Chargers, oh, what are they going to do with Herbert? And what are the Eagles going to do with Hurts? And what's going to happen with Lamar? It won't matter to you. It won't matter to you because your deal is done. I would be looking to get that one done. That's not to say that they are going to be the first ones done. But I'd say if you're Cincinnati, Joe Burrow should get done before all of these so that you don't have to risk watching the Chargers go nuts on um, Herbert or the Eagles go nuts on Hertz or some team go crazy for Lamar Jackson and then reset the market costing you even more money because you're going to have to top it. That's what I would be concerned about if I was the Cincinnati Bengals, frankly, because there's not really any negotiating argument for the Bengals to have here, at least when it comes to the comparisons to those other quarterbacks that you mentioned. I mean, if Justin Herbert goes into his front office after Burrow gets paid and says, pay me more, then the Chargers have every reason to laugh at him. Like, hey, buddy, you know, that dude's been in a Super Bowl. That dude's actually had the postseason success. Let's go ahead and start living up to expectations here before we pay you more than that guy. But if the same conversation is flipped and it's Joe Burrow walking into his front office after Justin Herbert gets paid and saying, hey, that guy got that. I've actually been to a Super Bowl. And look all I've done in the first few years of my career. Now, all of a sudden, the Bengals don't have much of a leg to stand on. So you definitely run that risk of your Cincinnati in letting things ride and waiting. And I think the biggest component of the reason for them not to wait is the thing that you said about the salary cap and about the quarterback market generally. I mean, we've seen it here over the last few years. Patrick Mahomes' deal doesn't even look like that crazy of a deal now at $45 million a year. And in another couple of years, he's going to look downright underpaid and cheap. And so if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, why wait? Why wait until Joe Burrow 
has any more success, frankly, but also why wait for any of these guys? Because it doesn't seem like the quarterbacks are going to get any cheaper here over the next few years. And it's a risk that you run if you don't hand them the extension the first offseason that you can. Yeah, I think Cincinnati will find a way to get something done there. You'd have to be completely clueless, which they, they have been at times. You'd have to be completely clueless to just not make sure this goes smoothly. Just in the division, look at what's happening with Baltimore and Lamar. Everybody loves Burrow. There is no one in that city that is going to side with ownership. No one. They are all going to side with Burrow. Get the deal done. In Philadelphia, smart organization. They're going to figure out how to get it done with Hurts. If you want my prediction for the one that gets messy, it's the Chargers and Herbert. I mean, the Chargers couldn't even figure out how to get Joey Bosa signed the year they drafted him. Do you remember how long that deal went? There was some holdup in terms of offsets or some sort of guaranteed money because someone who had been drafted in that slot previously had gotten some sort of different deal. So the Chargers like, like really drew a line in the sand when everyone was sitting around saying, dude, these guys are slotted. They're slotted. Like, what are you doing? Get them signed. You drafted them that high for a reason. You knew you were going to have to pay this amount. What is your problem? Why is it at every turn you've got a problem? Like the Chargers are that organization, and I got a feeling they're going to be the ones that try to use different mechanisms. Like, all right, so we're going to exercise the fifth year, and then we're going to talk about a franchise tag, and all the while, all these other quarterbacks are going to sign, and the number's just going to get higher and higher and higher. The Chargers have already blown it these early years of having Justin Herbert play well by not surrounding him with quality coaching. So I would not be the least bit surprised if they bungled this situation. They would be my pick of all the teams to end up in a dicey spot like Baltimore is versus Cincinnati or Philadelphia. Well, and your whole analysis of the coaching situation there huh. isn't that they that they believe in their situation. It's that they don't want to pay to get out of their situation. Right. That's been your whole analysis of what's happening there in Los Angeles. And it, it's a cheap organization, like you always say. Overall, they certainly make those decisions based on money. And so if you're part of that organization, now Cincinnati hasn't been any exception to that rule either. I just don't think Cincinnati has as much leg to stand on because Joe Burrow has become that franchise in every way. And like you said, he's beloved in every way. And not that Justin Herbert's not beloved. I mean, I would imagine if you're a Chargers fan, yeah, you know, you love the, the Chargers love fans that are out there, uh, I would imagine you love him. But it's not the same thing as like Joe Cool and this whole thing that's happened with Joe Burrow. And then, of course, the postseason success that he has had. I think we all feel confident that Joe Burrow is going to win a Super Bowl here at some point and probably pretty soon. And you need to go ahead and get him paid because once that happens, things definitely aren't going to get cheaper. Do you think Burrow and Hertz both get done this summer or, or Herbert? Do you think all three get done this summer? By the start of next season, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert. How many of them have new long-term deals? Not franchise tags, not whatever fifth-year options or anything like that. New long-term extensions. I'm still not totally sure what's going to happen with the Lamar situation. That's a wild card. Uh, I would say that I expect Burrow and Hurts to certainly have deals in place. I don't see any advantage to not. I I think Lamar too. I think Lamar's getting done. Lamar's going to have a long-term deal as well. I'm still stand by that. I don't know with who. I still think it's the Ravens, but I would say Lamar's done, Burrow's done, and Hurts is done by the start of next season. So three of four, again, Three of those four don't actually have to get done right now, but I think that they probably will. Coming up, we're going to get back to Lamar Jackson. What team has the best odds to land him? Joe's going to let you know. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast.
It is International Women's Day. We are honoring women in sports here on Joe and Amber. Joe and Amber is on your smart speakers. All you have to do is tell it to play ESPN radio. Lindsey Vaughn, speaking of meddling, is one of six women to have won World Cup races in all five disciplines of alpine skiing. Downhill, Super G, Giant Slalom, Slalom, and Super Combined, and won 82 World Cup races in her career. Her total of 82 World Cup victories was a record until earlier this year. It was just surpassed by Michaela Schifrin. So another great female in sports here on International Women's Day. We are going to get back into the... We put just one quick note on Lindsey Vaughn. I remember her in the Olympics. I'm not sure which installment it was, but she went out and whatever the first event was, didn't win gold. And it was like this unbelievable story here about what a letdown. Do people have any idea how difficult that sport is? On that stage, you get a shot every four years and she dominates routinely. But because we don't pay attention to it, we find ourselves in a situation where we hear, well, Lindsey Vaughn's the best in the world. She's going to be in four events. Well, she better win four golds or it's going to be disappointment. Like those are the ridiculous standards that we can set sometimes. Her career in that sport, legendary, unparalleled. And I'm glad you brought it up because she has done as much as anybody in their respective art. Well, and and the reality is I can't name many skiers if you ask me who the best skiers are right like that's not a sport that i out of curiosity where are in. you right now well i'm in colorado right now i haven't what, hit the slopes yet i can tell you i can tell you what part of colorado are you in vail colorado and i can and tell you can't you, speak to skiing that's when i do ski, bad luck for you i can tell when i do i can tell you when i do <laughs> ski um and I, I i have skied uh for for the you majority of my life sometimes. here but do you realize that i can tell you i don't look anything like Lindsay vaughn uh because there has never been a floridian that can ever be that good at skiing. I'm always explaining it because my husband grew up up north and he's always making fun of me because like he's so much better than me. And I'm like, listen, I grew up skiing, yes, but I grew up skiing like one week a year. There's only so good you can ever be <laughs> if you're only in snow like a few days a year, maybe as a yeah. Floridian. So I was never going to pan out to beat Lindsey Vaughn, uh, but very few people ever did. She's one of the only skiers that I can name off the top of my head. Her her fame uh, surpasses that sport. Uh, her fame I think has become, frank, frankly, the face of that sport. And that is with men and women. I think Lindsey Vaughn would, would, be, would be one of the first names no off doubt. the mouse of people. All right. So we're going to get back into Lamar Jackson. But Joe has been earning you money all night long. I mean, you must be exhausted. You've been earning people so much money. Let's do it again. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. 10.07 p.m. tonight on the ice. Vancouver and Anaheim. I don't blame you if you don't want to watch this one. Not a great season for either team. We're going to play Vancouver on the puck line, which means they have to win by two or more goals. It's a price of minus 105. Anaheim, Anaheim's terrible, and they're in a bad spot. This is the second half of a back-to-back for them. They rank 31st in the NHL in scoring, 32nd in goals allowed. That's not good. There's only 32 teams for those who might not follow it as closely. Vancouver's rested. They've won three of four. Pizza money number, I don't know what it is at this point, 12, 22. It's uh, Vancouver on the puck line, minus one and a half, minus 105 over the Anaheim Ducks. Breaking news from ESPN's Adam Schefter. The Ravens have placed the non-exclusive tag on quarterback Lamar Jackson. This is more than just about money. The relationship between the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson isn't a relationship that is in a good place. We are going to be opening up the phone lines here on Joe and Amber in just about 10 minutes. 888 say espn 
888-729-3776. You can talk to us about the Lamar Jackson situation. You can talk to us about International Women's Day, anything you want. Bring us your hottest takes, 888-SAY-ESPN. You can start lining up now, 888-729-3776. So we, of course, have been talking a ton about Lamar Jackson. But, Joe, something that we haven't gotten into, really, is the odds now, which, of course, I would imagine are changing in terms of where he might be headed where is Lamar Jackson headed according to the odds makers? All right. So this is an offshore sports book. So I just want to make that very clear. We don't have this at our official partner in Caesars Palace. So here's how it's set up. Odds on teams for Lamar Jackson's next team, but in parentheses, if not the Ravens. So assuming these bets are action, if he doesn't go back to the Ravens, your option, the leader, believe it or not, drum roll. They got a little bit of a. That was a good drum well. roll. I mean, that wasn't that wasn't half bad. Uh, thank you. I mean, Nick could have hit you. Out, it probably helped you out a little bit by like hitting an actual drum roll, but that was pretty good, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Look at these guys. It's very nice. It's a little bit of a heads up if you're looking for a drum roll. I mean, you know, you do <laughs> it's very spontaneous. It. It's Jeez. very spontaneous. I know you guys are on it, and I appreciate that. Um, Amber kind of threw us under the bus, though. Joe not, always not, that's not how Joe Formal operates. Yeah, that's what Amber does from her chalet in Vail, okay? She's just <laughs> looking down on you, literally, metaphorically, <laughs> and figuratively. <laughs> I uh, am high up here. <laughs> <Just high>. the, <laughs> that's a good oh, drop for later, huh? James. Oh, no, the altitude. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's uh-huh. what it means. Yeah, Colorado. It's, it's not like they were the first state to legalize or anything like that. Sure. Yeah, we'll take your word for it. Uh, the Detroit Lions, believe it or not, are the three to one favorites to be Lamar Jackson's next no team if he's not back with the Ravens. Yes, that is my confusion as well. This is why I can't compliment you for the drum roll, because right after that, you're just firing off other buttons. Not me. Now James is just throwing Nick straight under the bus. (laughs) Welcome to the club, James. So the the Detroit Lions, I don't fully understand it, because I thought that we had seen enough from Jared Goff with the Lions that they really wouldn't have a real reason to pivot here and pay Lamar Jackson that kind of money. I, I find it fascinating because we talked about this a little bit earlier. Going to the NFC, who, which, which team has a quarterback that can say we, we, we have – who can say we have the best quarterback in the NFC? If Rodgers goes to the Jets, Jalen Hurts in Philly was the only team we could come up with that would have the argument for saying we have the best quarterback in the conference. Prescott, Daniel Jones, Sam Howell in Washington, Derek Carr in New Orleans, Brock Purdy, Trey Lance in San Francisco, Geno Smith, Kyler Murray. The list goes on and on. It, it, it's, it's devoid of elite quarterback town. Devoid. Kirk Cousins has had a pretty good career, but people love to bust him up. You go to the AFC, it's stacked. If Lamar goes to the NFC, he might be the best quarterback in the conference. Whoever he joins could become one of the top two or three contenders to win the whole thing, given the coaching and the supporting cast. Detroit has made strides with Jared Goff. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't want to move on. And quite frankly, if they're going to bring in another quarterback, I could see it being a rookie that they want to develop behind Goff. But man, with Lamar Jackson out there and some of the talent they have on that offense and the physical style Dan Campbell wants to play, I mean, how can you not get excited about the possibility? The Detroit Lions as what? Favorites or co-favorites to win the NFC? When was the last time anyone could say something like that? Barry Sanders? Okay, but you know who would be a lot cheaper than Lamar Jackson would be extending Jared Goff, right? Like, I would, I mean, now, and, and maybe that's me presuming too much because we just saw what 
Daniel Jones got. And by the way, Goff has had a little bit of a bounce back as well, like how Daniel Jones had a bounce back this past season. And and it certainly paid off for him to the tune of 40 million per. And so if you're Jared Goff's representation, I imagine you're looking at that Daniel Jones deal and feeling pretty good about it. But but Jared Goff ain't going to be Lamar Jackson. He's not going to cost you Lamar Jackson money. And he has had some success there in your system. I don't know. Do you pay? I mean, I don't hate it. It's just not a team that I necessarily feel like needs a quarterback. I guess that's what my problem is. That's a good point. Need is very interesting. Like Atlanta needs a QB. Carolina needs a QB. Detroit doesn't need Carolina definitely needs a QB. Yeah. Yeah. Detroit doesn't need it. I just, I'd love to see it. I grew up an Eagles fan. That's my team. But I also root for stories. There are stories around the NFL that are just fun. Buffalo's been fun. Now, I married in the Bills Mafia, so I had to root for them no matter what. That's a story for another day. Detroit has been a fun story. Detroit taking the next step, giving that fan base something to cheer for. Because the Red Wings have been terrible. The Pistons have been terrible. The Tigers have been terrible. This would rejuvenate that city. Give them something to root for. And that team is on the rise. They don't make the move, I understand. But to bring in Lamar Jackson, oh my God. The question, though, is would Lamar want to go to Detroit, right? Well, like if you have the opportunity to live in Miami or something, you're not going right. to want to go to Detroit. Right. There's certainly that question. But also, again, you know, they've had something to root for a little bit here, right? Like you're acting, you know, and, and I understand what you're they're doing there. there. Like, I mean, they were, I'm not saying that they were great, but yes, it seemed like they were headed the right direction this season. And so I feel like Detroit fans had something. Now, maybe they're not, I, I it, it's not like Jared Goff is the next coming. I'm not saying that Jared Goff is a top tier quarterback, but I do feel like he has given you something to root for this past season. He has, and that it felt question. like that entire team was trending upwards. And I think we would feel confident even with Jared off under center next season that they're going to be better second in the odds after detroit at three to one to land lamar jackson tampa bay nine to two which is plus 450 so what do you think about that i mean i think they got your boy tile trask right right listen i i obviously i'm a gator i'm gonna support trask i haven't seen anything from trask in the nfl i mean i mean next to nothing he he was the third string quarterback there in tampa behind tom brady i saw him in garbage time and only in snippets so tampa to me needs a quarterback more than detroit needs a quarterback right like at least from jared goff i'm like okay they have a quarterback that can run the system i have no idea if kyle trask can run the system in Tampa. I mean, Tampa has problems beyond that. I don't know if Todd Bowles is a good head coach in Tampa. I mean, there's a lot of question marks in Tampa, and maybe that doesn't appeal to Lamar Jackson because of that perspective. That defense is still pretty decent in Tampa, and obviously, even though they're not necessarily at their prime anymore, you still have Edwins and and, uh, and Godwin. I, I Tampa feels to me, if they don't make a move at QB, whether it's the draft or free agency, and I'm not talking about a fourth-round quarterback. I'm talking about getting aggressive. They feel to me like a team that could be on their way quietly into the tank. Like they got their Super Bowl. They had Brady, a phenomenal run. And you could just see them slowly begin the process of like clearing out big contracts, clearing out veterans, and hitting Mm -hmm. the reset button to get set for whoever the next coach is going to be, presumably someone that takes over for Bowles next year. Some guys aren't cut out to be HCs. Bowles is an excellent coordinator, but it didn't go great after Bruce Arians left, and it didn't go great in his first stint either. Now, I understand the Jets are to blame for a lot of that, but you got two shots, and you took over a pretty talented team. You didn't do a lot with it, unfortunately. Joey Amber is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Coming up next, your turn to weigh in. I told you the phone lines would be opening up. Hop to it. We want to hear from you. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Hi, up here. (laughs) Hi. 
Joe and Amber, the podcast. The phone lines are open here on Joe and Amber. If you want to chime in, triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. This is the time of the show where we get to your phone calls. It is International Women's Day, and we have been honoring women around the world of sports in celebration. In her college career, Brianna Stewart won 151 games and lost only five, which included four straight national championships. She is the first NCAA basketball player ever to tally 400 assists and block 400 shots. She was one of only six Huskies to with at least 1,000 points and a thousand rebounds. She is also a two-time WNBA champ, a two-time WNBA Finals MVP, and won the WNBA MVP in 2018. There is quite literally, Joe, nothing that Brianna Stewart hasn't done. I mean, what else could I possibly add to that? The only thing I would say is I almost wish tonight's show was five or six hours because every single woman in sports we bring up has had a tremendous resume. I appreciate the diversity we've shown tonight skiing and basketball mm-hmm. and swimming. We've gone all the way around the circle, so it's fantastic. I Very little to add. I mean, when your resume, and only a snippet of it, is up on our screens and it's like five really, li- really long lines of text, mm-hmm. you know you had a pretty good career. Yeah, uh, Brianna Stewart uh, certainly has had a very, very remarkable career at both the professional level and at the collegiate level, of course. All right, Joe's been trying to earn you money all night long. So much action on tonight's show. This is the most action we have ever given you. Let's give you some more. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, we like to do these every Wednesday, half-unit wagers on golf futures. So we have the Players' Championship at TPC Sawgrass this weekend, unofficially known as golf's fifth major. Half-unit wagers on two golfers to win it all. Max Homa is 22-1. to He was 13th here last year. He has four top four finishes in his last six starts. He won the Farmers back in January. Number one on tour in strokes gained on approach which is very important as a metric at Sawgrass. Uh, key stat here. So Homa, 22 to 1, and also Tom Kim, 35 to 1. The downside is he's never played here, and his last three results leave a little bit to be desired. 34th, 45th, and 50th. But the good news is that prior to that, he was on a tear. Won the Shriners in October, top 11 in four of six events after that. Very accurate with the Irons. Final pizza monies of the night. TPC Sawgrass, the Players' Championship. Half-unit wagers on Max Homa, 22-1, to and Tom Kim, 35-1. to 13 black odds, no winner. Spin the wheel, make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play. Call a roulette with Joe and Amber. The phone lines are open. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let's spin the wheel. Weston. Weston is in South Dakota. Weston, thanks for the call. What do you have for us? Hey, shout out to all the women out there, first of all. Um, and I'm a big Detroit Lions fan. Um, I've been in suffrage for many, many years. And I just wanted to say, you know, about the Lamar Jackson deal, it's not as crazy as it sounds because I want to remind you all that in the middle of the season, he did start liking a lot of the Detroit Lions wins. And, I mean, I feel like Dan Campbell and him would vibe out just, like, so good. I feel like everyone thinks everybody would vibe out with Dan Campbell because there's nobody uh, that Hard Knocks helped more than Dan Campbell, frankly. Dan Campbell... 
and listen, maybe he's going to end up being a, a good coach. I've always, I'm a little bit biased against Dan Campbell because of his time with the Miami Dolphins and his uh, very brief tenure there uh, as a stand-in uh, head coach. But maybe Dan Campbell does have things headed the right direction there in Detroit. I was even a little surprised how good they looked at times this past season. Nevertheless, I would say what we do know about Dan Campbell isn't so much whether he's a good head coach. What we know about Dan Campbell is he's very good for the sound bites, Joe. I mean, the one thing I, I want to see them improve upon is that they have had slow starts to each of the two seasons Campbell mm-hmm. has been the head coach. They finish. They finish with a tremendous flurry. Both seasons, they got much better as the year went on, but they got to start faster. If they had started faster last year, they're in the playoffs, no doubt. So watch for that this upcoming season, no matter who's at quarterback. They have got to start faster. I would imagine Detroit Lions fans would be pretty excited if Lamar Jackson came to town. There's a lot of fans for a lot of teams that would be excited if they could get a guy who has an MVP on his resume. Let's go ahead and spin the wheel. Patrick. Patrick is in Virginia Beach. Patrick, thanks for the call. Go ahead. Yeah, so I don't really get why the Jets are so gung-ho on Rodgers. If, if Lamar Jackson's potentially there, I mean, it feels like the same amount of guaranteed money, at least for Aaron for the next two years, as Lamar would be. You know, there would be three more years. But you look at it, it's like, why wouldn't you want to get a longer solution? They probably don't really need two more first-round picks to build around that young core. They could survive that. And to get Rodgers, I'm guessing they'd have to give up at least one first-round pick. And they've each won MVPs in the last three years, and Rodgers hasn't won a playoff game in forever, right? Like, I don't, I don't get the logic of trying to get this whole thing to meld immediately instead of plugging in a proven player and, and a young core and, and see how this comes together. A lot of people have been questioning that, Joe. I mean, I saw Canteen Carlin asking the question, which one of those guys gives the Jets a better chance? The reality is that Lamar Jackson is 12 years younger than Aaron Rodgers. So if you do find, even if both of those guys end up being great for the New York Jets, one of them would be a very long-term solution and could mean great for the next 10 years for a team that's very young. I think the thought process is that you have to be a little bit more particular about how you build your team around the quarterback if you go with Jackson rather than if you go with Rodgers. That's just my best educated guess on that. There's no show here on Joe and Amber Thursday and Friday. You will be hearing the ACC and Big 12 tournament right here on ESPN Radio. Instead of us the next couple days, we will be back with you on Monday. Don't fret, my friends. This has been the Joe and Amber podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.